0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the part two series interview with Romeo as we would like to welcome him back to continue his story that we if you haven't listened if you haven't checked out part one go check out part one and then come check this one out because if you check this one out part one or this one won't make sense so go check out part one and then come back and listen to this one Devon. Well, that was just garbage. Now I'm, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just teasing you, but uh, no, I, I, I agree. I think uh, if you're just jumping right into part two it it'll probably throw you a little off, definitely want to hit the part one first, Uh great story. And I think it's a lot of insight and I think, for anybody who's young and potentially in a similar situation, I think it's, it's good. It's good information as well. Uh, it's important, good information. And, uh, sometimes listening to somebody else's story is going to help you, uh, you know, find where you need to be in your own, find your own path, help you to maybe fix mistakes you haven't made yet. You know what I mean? If, If that makes any sense, um, because that's a, that's a reality, uh, whether it's, Um, what we're talking about today, which is just a continuation on addiction and, and what, you know, some of the things Romeo's went through regarding addiction or, uh, parenting or, um, you know, any number of things. I mean, seriously, take, take a second to talk to somebody who's lived a little bit more life than you is a little bit older than you, a little bit wiser than you. And if you can even take 1% of their story and add it to your own, um, probably, can really make strides and, and 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 help you be a better person have a better life. So uh with that in mind, uh and, and everything we just covered, Romeo, if you wanna if you want to dive back in uh on, on kind of some of the cartel stuff and, and how you were kind of becoming uh, a little bit of a big roller after your uh after your best friend had passed away.
1: All right. Thank you. Um yeah after my after my best friend you know passed away. You know, being part of the cartel, you get endless supply of a lot of, a lot of coke. We'll just say that, like, probably bricks upon bricks. Um, And, uh, yeah, it got, it got pretty bad. Um, I was up in, it was my man cave, you know, all the way up in the attic. And it was so hot up there. People would, people would come up and, how are you sitting up here? i was stuck i couldn't move i was i was frozen cuz i was so high and uh it, you know and it got to where i didn't trust people you know if you came to my house you were getting naked like i didn't i didn't trust nobody
0: like i well, and and, and for anybody too for for anybody that's younger or anybody even older that's watching it um i think there's show it's called like euphoria or something and there's literally a scene where they come to a a drug dealer's house and that's what that's what happens i mean they literally they tell them all stripped down they're like oh yeah haha and they're like no fucking stripped down butt ass fucking naked right here right now and the guy you know not not really into it whatever and uh he takes the girl and literally took her and put her in a freezing cold shower until she stripped down and uh the other dude you know at gunpoint stripped down and stuff, but um, you know, obviously, um, yeah. real, real yeah. material. I mean, you got to cover your ass, right? In that situation, that's all you're worried about is, is your work. Exactly. You think everybody's gonna get you,
1: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it was crazy. And then, uh, if you, if you, I mean, people do little lines, you know, maybe maybe an inch, you know, I didn't do lines. I did piles, you know, like we would put it on a plate and make a little swirl and race to see who could finish it first. You know, um, it, it was, it was a really bad part in my life. And, you know, that's when that's when I taught my daughter everything she knew about it, you know, but I also taught her the rules. She just didn't follow them. And that's why she got hemmed up. You know, you can, you can make a lot of money going out of your circle and you can make a little bit of money and stay in your circle. So I told her, you know, if you go outside of your circle, you can make a a lot of money, a whole lot of money. But all that money that you made is gonna keep you out of jail when you gotta pay for these lawyers because you done got narked on or you done got snitched on or you know, something like that. Or you stay in your circle, make a little bit of money and stay the fuck home. And people don't people don't realize it, you know. Everybody wants to be flashy. Why do you wanna be flashy? You know, they that just gets you noticed. I don't wanna be noticed. If I'm moving all this work. I don't wanna be noticed. I, w- I want I wanna be low key. I wanna be creeping in the shadows somewhere, you know. And she uh she's doing four and a half years. Um she sold to two undercover cops. They actually had her on video because she was so messed up she couldn't even notice the video that was on her. Right.
0: And do, they you, um, them. do you so You know, you said that that breaks your heart and stuff. Um, You know, you because you kind of taught her and stuff. Do you do you regret? uh, Do you regret like I guess the teaching her? Do you you feel like you couldn't really keep it because you had lived it, so you couldn't really tell her like she couldn't? Like how how do you feel in that regard? Like how would
1: you know? I regret it all. The day that I found out that she was going to prison. I was heartbroken. I mean, my little girl, she ain't even 20 yet. And she's 18 at the time. And she's going to prison. You know, I've been to prison. I've been to a lot of prisons. So I know what prison's like. And she, uh, it it broke me. It it broke me a lot. Because I taught her that
0: lifestyle. I showed her that
1: easy money
0: right so when, when that happened um what uh did, were you still using at the time when that happened too or were you clean at that point oh, yeah, I, how relevant yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so did that was that another like did that really send you into into in worse you know take you to a worse place too or were you kind of more like on, um, on the incline as far as like were you kind of already fighting back and getting better at that time or
1: well during the time, of you know me being up in the attic uh i was at a softball game and a friend of mine had got jumped so i went and found the people that jumped him and the gentleman started running at me and i punched him knocked his two front teeth out and they they almost gave me eight years for it um
0: do you do you feel like that's warranted or you feel like you part of that was because of your your criminal history, your record at the point?
1: Um that was a lot of my criminal history. Because I've never been charged, you know, with um something Assault. something that I, yeah, I, well no, I got plenty of those. That's just pretty much my whole record is just fighting.
0: Right. But because After you, that you happened, said you were the went, enforcer for a long time, right? So that all yep. most of your most of your charges if you ever got caught would have been exactly that, correct?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. My record, I mean, you can check my record. It's it's not fake. Um but when I when I got out of jail, I got out on bond and I went right back to what I was doing. Well then the powder wasn't good enough anymore. So then I started mixing heroin with it. I started mixing china with it. You know, it's heroin, but it's China. And um, that that got pretty bad for probably a year and a half. Uh, I was doing, I don't know, maybe a ball to two balls, which, which is a quarter uh, of powder. But I was mixing two grams of China with it. And, you know, I'd be upstairs, it'd be hot as hell, but I'd be covered up with a blanket, you know, I'd be freezing. And when I went back to court, I had, um, I had done a big, big rail, huge, because I knew I was about to go to jail. So I go in the courtroom, and they're trying to tell me what's going on. And he like, he's, how long has it been since you got since you did drugs, since your drug test came back positive. And I said, I don't know, like three or four days ago. And and I heard my wife in the background telling me, you know, I need to get help. So I stood up and told the judge, I mean, you know what? I just did a fat ass rail of coke and heroin. I'm fucked up right now. And he threw me in jail and it was the worst feeling I've ever felt coming down from that it literally felt like something was ripping out of my stomach like i couldn't stop moving i couldn't stop screaming i mean it hurt it felt like somebody was literally ripping out of my stomach and i had to quit cold turkey they they don't give you uh suboxins and all that stuff when you go to jail they don't care if you're freezing or if you're sweating or if you're, nobody cares, you know? And when I, when I got out, I I went and did three and a half years for that, for knocking dudes two front teeth out. And I thought to myself while I was in prison, you know, if I can stay clean here, I can stay clean out in the streets. So that's what, that's what, My motto was, it didn't happen that way. Not at all. Um, My wife had lost her dad, and I took that opportunity to get fucked up. Because when you're fucked up, until you're ready to quit, you're not going to quit. It doesn't matter how many classes you go to. It doesn't matter how many meetings you go to. If you're not ready to (laughs) You're not going to stop. And I come to realize that it's just an excuse to get high. It doesn't matter what it is. If, if somebody ran over your dog, you, your kids yelled, You anything that I could do to get high, that, oh, well, somebody died. I'm going to get high now.
0: So or have, have you ever OD'd on anything?
1: I have. Um, I OD'd on clonopins. took 32 of them, died three times before I got to the hospital. Um, so can, on the heroin, go well, ahead.
0: On that too. Can you just tell us too, like, cause you told me, uh, again in private, like off, off record or whatever, mm-hmm. off the, off the show, uh, you, you talked about why could, could you tell the listeners why that, that people OD it's, it's not so much that you, uh, oh, no, it's not that you don't know how much you can handle. It's actually you're trying to to, to get there, right? I mean, is that – you, can you explain yeah, yeah. that?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I was, you know, selling some age here and there, and this guy come up to me, and he's like – I'm like, here you go. He's like, does it got a body on it? And I'm like, what? He's like, does it got a body on it? Has it killed somebody? I'm like, I don't fucking know. He's like, well, call me when it kills somebody, and I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, that's what that's what they do. They they go until they can't go no more. And most ODs off heroin or coke or anything big, there's a Narcan sitting right beside them because they chase death until they can't do it no more, and then they bam hit themselves with Narcans and then they come out of it. Sometimes it don't work like they planned. You can't reach the Narcan. You're too far gone, and then you die. Like, this world is getting crazy. I mean, and, they're putting fentanyl in everything. They're putting fentanyl in weed. They're putting fentanyl in coke. They're putting
0: fentanyl in edibles. And like, and is, you know, essentially poison, correct? I mean, it, it literally oh, is, yeah. is poison. Oh, I mean, so... Oh, yeah. So 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 what you're okay. saying is that the, the, the short version is that a lot of these people are doing they're they're literally trying to OD to then save themselves to get what is perceived as the single best high, which is literally dying and being brought back to life. And so exactly. now they're putting poison in half of the drugs that are on the street so that it's easier to kill people on them because that's really what people want—is they want to physically die and be brought back to life because it's the best high,
1: right? But you know, yeah, but what they, um, yeah, that's that's exactly—it's it's crazy. I mean, they're they're just putting it everywhere, and the reason they're putting fentanyl on everything is because. It's so addicting. It makes you want more. It makes you want more and more and more. So they're putting it in everything. So if you're if you're somewhere and a friend gives you an aspirin, you need to make sure that's an aspirin. Actually, you don't need to take anything from nobody but your parents or unless you're grown, because it could be something that was pressed to make it look like aspirin, but it's got fentanyl in it. You know, it's just like when we were kids trick-or-treating. Kid, right. We, parents went through the candy because you never know. There's so many crazy people out here and right. everybody wants to get rich, do the little, I mean, whatever it takes to get rich. They don't care who they hurt. They don't care who they kill. They just want money
0: in their pocket. Right. Um, so, So based on what you just said too, um when so when you actually had OD'd uh and, and and you know died three times on the way to the hospital um
1: it was bad they had to pump you, my stomach full of this car stuff
0: oh it was it was bad do you but but you know more so going back to that do you do you remember like I, like i've heard stories of people that say when they die they've they've actually met you know, the devil or met angels or heard, heard, you know, met demons as they say, or, 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 or come across, um you know, things like that. Like, do you actually remember anything from when you died or is it just all just a, a dark space and you just remember coming back, you know, coming back to. Like, any, um, any story at all or like any, like your life flash before you or like, like anything. I mean, it,
1: it really does. Your life flashes, like right? you go out and you're, you know, you're knotted out. I was in the ambulance when they were taking me to the hospital, you know. Um, but my wife, you know, when I was real bad on coke, heroin, mixing it, like my wife would come upstairs or, you know, I'd finally crash somewhere. And I'd sleep for like three or four days. I mean, I've had to throw couches away because I sweat so bad on my couch while I was sleeping. Yeah, uh, um, it's it's insane.
0: It's uh, as far as that. Do you? Uh, what, so so when you. When you died and stuff, and you said that you you know your life does flash before your eyes, is was there any memorable mo- like any what were the what were the spe- uh specific moments like? What are the what are the right. key things you remember when you were like in that space? Like when you came back too, obviously it was, but like if your life flashed before you, <coughs> oh, excuse me, if your life flashed before you, was it really fast, really slow? Do you just remember like two or three specific things, and that's like all your brain? was thinking about like that that those stuck out to you like could you tell us about what those were if they're not too uh personal Um, or
1: really you you don't really have time to think you're you're just like uh, floating on air or you know something like that because you're already messed up because of the drug you took so now you're fading in and out. You see a lot of lights, you know, in and out. Um, the clonopins the really wasn't that bad. But when I almost died because I had two mild heart attacks when I was 20 because of the coke I was doing, that one was a little scary. Um, I remember bits and pieces uh, coming in and out. And seeing my wife there, um, it's kind of hard to explain unless, you know, you've been there. Because I got a feeling everybody sees something different. It just depends on what mood you're in when you started getting high. Because if you're in a bad mood and you get high, you're pissed off until you're not high no more. It's not a good
0: high, you know? So um, um, so with that being said, too, do you, uh, like, how, <clears throat> I, I was trying to think about it, how I want to ask her, like, what I want to say, so just bear with me just a second here. So, um, So do you, in those moments, too, you know, with that being, like, your wife or any of those things, too, when you ever came back to it you said because you know you're mad to you're out of the high or some of those things were you were you like mad or hateful to towards her still or did you have like any kind of those emotions or did you know were you ever remorseful in those situations did it really like tear you guys apart uh-huh. to where you barely like like obviously you know i i know that for, you know factually you guys are still together and stuff because i i know but um but i yeah. mean were there were there times that it was real close like i mean could you give us any insight on that because I mean, we plan to try to have her on too, and and you guys together, oh, and get her point of view. Oh, yeah. But just just like you specifically, could you tell us how, on on your side of things how that was? Like, did it was it always just kind of like, um, you know, quit nagging me, woman type of thing? And it was just like oh, yeah. you created a lot of animosity because you 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 felt like you were in the right and she was in the wrong, or like did you appreciate oh, yeah. that she cared for you, yeah. or like like because no, obviously you was, talked about. Dude, she, right. She was, in, she was in my way
1: i'm trying to get high and she's trying right. to come in and she's just in my damn way right so, and, so we used to fight about it a lot a whole lot and, right.
0: so what did that kind of feed into too? like you were saying you said that you realized like the only, if you were going to be sober it was because you decided to be sober like you were the only person who could make that decision happen for you like like was that something that, um, you know, there was like a lot of trust lost too, because she didn't, you know, she didn't really believe you, or like, like kind of, could you walk us down that a little bit, and like just how, like the process of of as you were getting clean and stuff, how that was working out, or how how, how that was. Uh... She really didn't know because she's never done drugs. Yeah. So she
1: really didn't know that I was still doing drugs. I was telling her I wasn't. And okay, I was I coming and dipping in the stash and doing all that. Right.
0: So did but, so just a side note, too. That, that so, but she knew previously though. Like you, you know, you're saying you're telling her you're clean, but she knew previously. Still, though, that, oh, no. that your money was coming from the drugs, though. Correct? Or does oh, she yeah. not even know that she knew? Okay. okay. I just want to. I'm just curious on that regard too. She, she's a. Uh, she's an ass
1: sometimes <laughs>
0: but, but I love aren't, her. aren't they all aren't they all <laughs>
1: but i love her Right.
0: Um, that's what you say though after you go you go ah she gets on my nerves but i love her that's that's the that's the cliche <laughs> thing to say <laughs> she probably she probably tells the same thing to her friends too so don't worry about it she's probably she's probably in the next room right now we're outside smoking a cigarette telling her friends yeah he's in there talking shit about me doing that show but I love them. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I love them. Yeah, I love them. man. exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been it's been a really rough ride. The meth was the worst. Yeah.
0: When what, when I got on, it was that. I
1: got on meth,
0: oh, I'm sorry. What? what was is it the worst? Bec- because like like what 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 made it the worst? Oh yeah.
1: Listen, just listen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go 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 ahead. Go ahead. About a year, I'm 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 getting rid of some shit, you know, and I'm I'm doing my thing, and then I start dipping into it, and it was great for a minute, and then I thought my phone was talking to me, literally, like I thought my phone was trying to tell me things that I needed to do. Um, I I found certain things on the phone that I didn't understand how they got there because I thought she was cheating on me. I thought I'd seen a picture of that. I mean, my mind was playing so many tricks. Towards the end, the reason I got clean off of it, I mean, it went on for a while. I had spray painted a $60,000 truck, bright ass neon green everywhere. If it was plastic, it got sprayed with spray paint. Inside, outside, it didn't matter. Took my door panels off. I mean, I destroyed this truck to the point where they only gave me $1,000 for it. And it was a new truck. Right Then my phone told me to burn everything that I could grab. So I, I had a construction company. I burned all of my tools, everything. In a fire pit, matter of fact. The fire was so big that it went over the top of the house. And I'm surprised the fire department didn't come. Because I was burning tires. I was burning drills. It, it didn't matter. But the, the one thing I couldn't remember is I had a stereo system. I, had, I paid about $1,500 for it. It was so heavy it took three of us to put it in the back of the SUV. Somehow, I picked it up, threw it in the fire pit by myself, lit it on fire, and watched it burn, right? Like, I went crazy, and then I went to jail because I put my hands on my 18-year-old son. He was in the way, and I kind of pushed him, and I got into trouble for it. That's why my probation officer just showed up, because, you know. I uh I got into some trouble, um. but it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Honestly, the best thing. I hate the way it happened, but it did. I went to jail, and I was facing domestic violence, and I told my wife, you know, she tried to bond me out because that's what she, she's a good wife. She don't want me sitting in jail, but I told her, I'm not ready. I'm
0: not ready yet. I didn't even know Did you did you feel like that um did you feel like that was like the like your big life change when you exactly. when you accepted and were like I'm I'm I need to be here. This is where I belong right now. Do yes. you think that was like the 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 reaching the the peak, you know, to when you were ready to start coming back down?
1: Yes, that was where it all, because even when I was in jail, I was watching TV and I still thought the TV was talking to me. So yeah. I knew I wasn't ready yet. you know But when I was ready, I, I got picked up October October 4th and I was actually clean that day. Um, and I went to jail and got out in December for Christmas. And I've been clean ever since I went to jail. And next month on the 4th will be eight months. And for someone like me and the stuff that I used to do and the stuff I used to move and everything that I've always done, I could not believe that I could do it. And I did it without meetings, without groups without anybody because I didn't do it for somebody else this time I've always done it for somebody else this time I did it for me and if you want it if you really really want it then it can be it can happen you just have to want it you can't make an excuse every time something goes bad just to go get high you can't say, "Oh, I'm going to be clean today," but if something happens, I'm going to go get high. No, that's, that's not how it works. So you can you can send somebody to domestic violence classes for a hundred years until they're ready to quit beating up on people. They're not going to. Mm-hmm. Period. You I, have. I completely agree. Oh yeah, agree you agree have to. And this time, I mean. And life has been so much better. I cannot believe everything that I missed out from doing drugs. I have a good job and I'm a good worker. So I've only been with this company three and a half, maybe four months. I already got a $2 raise. That's never happened when I was high, probably because I was too scared to work. I was trying to figure out who was watching me. I'm not really sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I got offered a job at a recovery center, you know, telling people, you know, my story and, and all this, but I'm, I'm happy where I'm at in, in life. You know, I, I knew that it was time to let everything go. And that's, that's really what I did. I changed my life completely. I put it in God's hands. And God has helped me through it all. Um, and I, I mean, think... I don't, I'm not a big church guy. I don't go to church very often. I, I very seldom ever read my Bible because I really can't read. But I tell God, thank you every day because I know without his strength, giving it to me without letting me put on my armor, I don't think I could do it. I really don't. But.
0: Well, I I think that's really powerful that you say that I'm not religious either, but I mean, I think that's, you know, in any any capacity that you you can, you know, find, uh, you know, salvation, I guess, or or, or find that comfort. I think that's powerful. Um, I think even more, you know, I could be. I can be just as a regular person, I can be proud of you for being sober for that time and stuff. And I could root for you, but I can also turn around and say that I completely agree with what you're saying. Because at the end of the day, I feel the same way about a lot of people. You know, when I look at somebody who's really obese or, uh, you know, look at somebody who, uh, you know, smoking cigarettes or something, and they say, oh, I'm going to stop. Oh, I'm going to stop. Yeah, I really want (laughs) to stop. Well, no, until you personally decide, you look in the mirror at yourself and at your body or, or decide that, you know, cigarettes aren't good for you or whatever until you personally decide that I truly believe you'll never break that addiction. You'll never be able to get better. You know, there's people, there's people who go on my 600 pound life, my 700 pound life, whatever the show is. And there's, there's people who go on all these reality shows and lose this weight and stuff. And and how many of them keep the weight off and how many of them are good to go? How many of them just made some money? You know, but you have regular people all the time who lose tons and tons of weight because they absolutely will not live the way they are doing anymore. Same thing with smokers, you know, I've seen or or drug addicts, even for that matter, just, you know, other people just like you. You know, I, I think that at the moment you decided for yourself, you will not accept that anymore. Um, and whatever you do, I think is extremely, extremely powerful. Um, I think I think that's. Also,
1: also, just know, once you stop doing drugs, you will not have any friends anymore. Right. I have a cell phone, and the only reason I got it, so my wife can get a hold of me. I and these were that. people that I thought would be, I mean, one of my friends had enough nerve to, he said, I, I told him, and I've known this guy for a long time, so I thought we was really close. And I said, hey, I'm changing my life. I'm not messing around no more. I'm not even getting rid of anything. I just wanted to let you know. This motherfucker had the balls to tell me, hey, do you think I can get his number? Whose number? Your dealer's. What? I tell you that I'm not doing anything anymore. And, you're, and, and that's not it. He's like, well, what about me? How am I supposed to get high now? And I'm like, that's not my problem. I don't really care. Uh, well, do you and think I, I can get your dealer's number?
0: What well, I think that's a, I think that's a perfect example, though. That's a perfect example of what you're telling us, though. He doesn't care. He don't care about you. He don't give a shit about that. He was literally mad that you weren't going to be able to help him get his fix anymore. So he wanted to know, hey, if I can't get it from you, can I get it from the guy you get it from? Because I need it still. And that's crazy. That's a crazy thought process. But that's really how it is. That's Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just crazy, but, um, no, I think, I think you're, you, the store is really, really awesome. Um, looking forward to definitely tying a a, a third episode and stuff. I think, um, you know, we'll talk to, talk to the wifey, uh, and stuff like that and see, you know, how we want to go with that because I do, I want to get her on and stuff. I want to see, I want to see what, how, how it was in her eyes and, Um, you know, anything else that we, we can kind of wrap it up with and and get some things that, you know, maybe are extremely important to you or that you feel like maybe we miss that we need to really get out there to help other people, you know, stuff like that. And, um, you know, just, just for this last, uh, you know, three or four minutes, if you want to kind of, uh, talk about your, your brand, I know, um. I know you mentioned it in the last show a little bit. I know uh, it's part of like the driving force for you getting clean and and uh, being able to to spread that uh, with other people. So you wanna you wanna talk about that for a minute?
1: Yeah, uh, it's called LOL. F O E stands for loyalty over love, family over everything. And uh, what a lot of people don't realize is family doesn't have to be blood, not at all. I mean, family is about respect. You know, who would be there for you if you called on them? Um, so, I'm trying to start this little polling line. You know, L O L F O E, and the numbers are six one one three. It spells fam in the alphabet. Um, but I'm. It's it's not it's not easy though you know getting clean it's not easy it takes a lot to get to the point where you don't want it no more i'm not saying it happened overnight i, I mean it's it's a big big commitment and it's something that i'm going to fight for the rest of my life but if this is what i want then i know i can do it so to everybody out there listening just know you can do the impossible if you just believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself that you can get clean, you can get clean. Because wait until you hear my life story. Boy, is that going to be interesting. You're never going to believe that I was clean. But it's true. It happened. and it's the best feeling in the world. So if, if you're, you know, it doesn't matter if you're snorting a line right now, if you got a needle in your arm or you're popping pills, if you want to stop, put it down, but you have to want it yourself. You have to want it.
0: I think that's awesome, man. I think that's really a, it's really a great message. And I think that, um, I think a lot of people are going to resonate with you. Um, And, and, you know, we'll we'll be able to try to get some information tied together for you, for you to share this with people, Um, you know, so that, that, you know, they're, they're able to listen um, and and feel, you know, feel that empowerment and, and, you know, do something good with it. So um, really appreciate having you on and everything really appreciate you taking the time and, Um, we'll get with you on trying to get something, uh, like I said, maybe with the, with the wifey and stuff, getting a little bit different perspective, uh, just kind of finish this out and, um, you know, any, anything else that, uh, that, you know, we'll we'll talk about and, and we'll see if there's anything else that, you know, you want to bring up or something that can, that can potentially help or, uh, or, you know, something like that. So, um, but uh, as always, uh, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Um, great listening, great having you guys. Great to be back uh, again. Uh, it had been a while, or at least it felt like it. And uh, that, that's probably probably it for me. Uh, Josh, you got anything? Any final words or anything? I just like to thank Romeo for coming on and uh, sharing his story. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it'll be, in, in, be an inspiration for others out there that's struggling with everything that he went through and maybe can get them on the right path. But yeah, thank you, yeah. Romeo. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think uh, that's, that's my hope. I always, whenever we do anything like this, no that problem. we, you know, any, anything that mentions, uh, you know, any kind of real problems or something, that's the first thing I think of is I'm like, man, I hope somebody that's, young that's making mistakes or doing something stupid uh like we used to do like you used to do you know whatever we've all made mistakes we will all continue to make mistakes i always am like man i hope hope somebody listens and is like oh you know what ah that's a good point maybe i should do that you know so but uh take care guys